Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. <laughs> Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Episode 164, Brian Pierce here, joined by... The innocent-looking Jordan <laughs> Bailey on the other side of the couch. That's uh, becoming an inside joke, I think, very quickly. Um, so, yes, episode 164, Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, presented by Fly Racing. We obviously really appreciate their support. Of course, Stillwell Performers for their huge off-road support, not just of us, but of the off-road community. Find out more about them, stillwellperformance.com. And, of course... Kinda Tires, USA. KindaTire.com. Great chance for you to go pick out some rubbers that you're going to go rail on this weekend in the dirt. Man, that could be taken Way multiple wrong. ways. <laughs> on the four-wheeler, under the moonlight. <laughs> so Seat Time, of course, you can find us at SeatTime.co. We're on Facebook. We're on the Twitters. We're on Instagram. All the fun social bits. You can find more information about us there. Of course, we do have a chat room, TLK.io slash Seat Time. You can jump into that bad boy, and it helps us. Kind of a kind of shift the show a little, make things yeah. happen. You may think, man, why do those two fine-looking people on the couch have black long-sleeve fly <laughs> racing shirts on? Well, I'll let you know that it did happen to get a little chilly it today did. in Texas. Winter showed back and, up. And uh, both of us are stick skinny, have no muscle, <laughs> and are wusses. Yep. So we that's we, we kind of <laughs> know how it works, and that's the way we run with it. So just whatever, whatever. Don't judge. It us. might be. Warm to everybody else across the country, but to us, it was like the tundra again. I know, you're like, 65 degrees. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so cold. Um, so, of course, episode 164, we're going to have some awesome guests on this evening. We're going to have Grant Baylor, who's on right now. He's about to jump in here and chat some good times with us. And, of course, Gary Sutherland, who's been kicking butt, doing a good time on the the coast of the West, especially after injury. I think it's pretty epic that he did that. KR, KR557 with five... GNCC wins. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? What, what the I hell? I don't even That's insane. Words. Glad we had him on You know, before then. That was awesome. So let's before just get the in hype. there. Yeah, before the <laughs> hype. Yeah, now he's famous, so, you know, whatever. whatever. So, Mr. Grant Baylor, you did awesome this past weekend getting your best GNCC performance of 2015, even more so because you're on your new bike, your 2015 YZ450F. Um, there may be some more letters, some more numbers, you know, because the Grant Baylor special. I don't really know how you guys roll with that. You may just come up with stuff. But to start it off, how is your evening going, kind sir? It's going good. Um, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you in just utter shock and disbelief that you're that you're on seat time again, or you're just utter shock and disbelief that we are as goofy <laughs> as everyone says? Probably that you're. As goofy as everyone says, I don't know. Is it is it is it is it more intimidating in person, or do you think it's better over the internet? So that way, you know, at any point in time, you can just push the power button <laughs> and walk up. away quietly. Uh, that's not uh, in person is probably better. See. He's yeah, like, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, he's like, yep, <laughs> yeah. there he goes again, saying all that shit that doesn't need to be said in person. <laughs> so we're just having good times. Well, dude. Uh, we could say you've had lots of changes in, 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 in the immediate timeline. That might not be the case, and that's part of what we're going to find out. But if we were to backtrack to November when the press release came out that said you were going to be riding for Ampro on the Yamaha, on a 450F, not on a KTM, which a lot, I think a lot of people 
expected of you at that point in time. Um, that that was a huge, big change, and we haven't really had a chance to talk to you about that. So kind of, if you wouldn't mind, let's step back a little bit and talk about that. How did that develop on your end? Well, uh, you know, I've ridden KTM since I was three years old. Yep, we've got and, pictures uh, of that, too. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably some with chocolate or something all over my face while I'm sitting on my bike. Oh, it was chocolate. Okay, we'll go with that. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll we'll let the viewers decide on that caption contest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always known Randy Hawkins since since I was three years old, since I started riding. And he's always been an awesome guy. And he stepped in and uh, gave me an offer and, you know, I just thought that would be a smart move on my part, and uh, uh, tried out the Yamaha. And I, I loved it; it was awesome, and you know, yeah. Well, I mean, well, uh, we know that Jordan is is a big, uh, you know, a Yamaha fan, and she tried out a KTM, and mm-hmm. she didn't hate it. No. Nope. So you know, I would imagine that right off the bat, if you you know riding a KTM, you're not going to hate the Yamaha. But you know, kind of as as time has progressed, um, you know, you jump on the bike, you like riding the bike, or you love riding the bike. What are some of the immediate things that you go, "Wow, this is different than the way that the KTM felt"? Well, number one was probably the, just how it handled turning. Turning wise, like I felt like I could just kind of throw it around in the tight woods more in the enduro style uh, terrain, I guess. And we did some lap times, and I was quite a bit faster in the type of stuff so um it, it didn't only feel good it was actually faster right so that's always good yeah no for sure um it's interesting. that's probably that's probably the biggest thing right with the with the turning and feeling better on in the tight woods um what were you comparing that to like a 2015 450 like xc you know kind of like uh like head to head you know to kind of mentally see which one you you might have liked better yeah i okay. was going back and forth oh that's crazy um, you know. yeah we did that with the 250 250s. fx mm-hmm. and the 250 xc and that was that was that was different like i mean yeah like going from one to the other didn't you think that those bikes have a, a substantially different yes cockpit yes like you know and, and I, I would completely agree on the turning aspect of mm-hmm. things so it's 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 got to be hard for a professional rider like yourself, someone who is so keyed in to you know the little things about their cockpit setup, their bike setup, tuning, suspension, tires, all those kinds of little things to you know not just change the the CCs of the bike that you're riding, but kind of change I mean the whole Everything, dynamic. Yeah. So like besides what are what with that change, what was one of the one things that you just were like, wow, we. This is the hardest thing to figure out in that in that change from the KTM, you know, to the Yamaha. The hardest thing I've had so far is tire selection before races because I went from Dunlop to Kenda, and that doesn't have anything to do with the bike. But right, no, yeah. but that that's a big part of the team aspect of yeah. that because you're changing such a you know a broad swoop of everything. Yeah, <laughs> and Kenda has a lot of they have a big variety of tires too, so. It took me a little while to get uh, get the feel of each of them, and you know, figure out what I liked and what I didn't like, and what's good in mud, what's good in the dry, you know, everything like that. And uh, Stewart switched as well, so he went to Kenda, and 
he can kind of help me out with that stuff too. And, uh, so that actually helped out a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'd say that was probably the biggest, the hardest thing to yeah. get used to and figure out. But then we took, we took a while on suspension and got it dialed in really good. And, um, it's just working awesome. So how is the, the, the setup? Um, and, and, and I think there's no question that Randy and the Ampro team run an extremely professional tight ship. You know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't have done as good as they have in the past with all their riders if they didn't. Um, but said so like a lot of the processes that you you might have had in the corporate kind of KTM off-road factory team setup, even though you're a support rider up until up until now with them, you know, to the the team that you to what you experienced with the Ampro team. I know that you guys did factory connection with suspension. You guys had dudes come in and help you out with that. I mean, how have the processes been to help you get more? Uh, set up on the bike i'm sorry i missed a little bit of that it was kind of going out oh yeah no how are the processes so like obviously with ktm you probably had you know a certain set of ways that you guys would go about trying to make tests yeah. and things like that and so now kind of how is it different or better or worse you know kind of with with the ampro or what have you had to work on well um when i was with ktm just suspension i mean i ran uh Bart Hayes did my suspension with Power Search Graphics, and uh, you know the KTM guys had those guys in California doing their stuff, and I went out there for a lot of that stuff, and um, I've I've ridden it and tested with them and stuff like that. But when I was on, on the KTM team, we would go out there and kind of set up in California, and it was a little bit different, uh, you know, and everything here. Randy, he's 40 minutes from home, so, you know, if I need anything or whatever, and uh, he's got a lot of land out there, we go and test on that, and um, uh, we, I don't know, we just... Just make it happen? Yeah. I, like I mean, it. it's a lot easier to make stuff happen when it's right there. Yeah, you're not having to go out to California like you were with the KTM yeah. team so much, and everything's just right there at home pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in if you you were riding both bikes back to back before I I guess you made your decision on the team. I know when we rode the 250s, the power delivery difference. I know we were on the new FX versus the XC, but did you notice a a big difference in the power delivery on the two bikes? For sure, um, the KTM was super fast, and the I mean it was just it took off and um you know it went and the Yamaha it was kind of. It had a, a good hit, and then it was it mellowed out in the middle, and then it hits again at the top. And I really like that because I can ride it in the middle, and it's not super jumpy. And uh, I mean, you can change something a little bit with gearing and stuff, but that was it was it was quite a big difference. Do you? And this is an ignorance kind of ish question when it comes to efi a lot of these bikes now they're fuel injected you know they're all running a computer map that tells it how and when to to kind of you know to to pump gas and how much to pump and how the engine's going to be working how much mapping have you guys played around with to maybe get to where you kind of have it where it's a little bit mellower in the middle where you enjoy riding it or do you feel that that's kind of like how it came stock and you're totally okay with that saying i've actually I haven't touched the mapping. We we run a vortex ignition, or 
I think that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's the only thing that we changed on that. And, you know, they've said, this is the good setup. This is what everybody likes. And I haven't, I haven't touched it, but, uh, yes, yeah, I like it how it is. I'm not picky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's one of the things I want to play around with on the 350. The, the 350 I got is, mm-hmm. is kind of the different maps. I've never had a chance to really, I guess you say play around with that. Like, yeah. I, so I don't, I get it mentally. You know how you can create a little bit different bottom edge. You can create a different top end. How, when, how, you know, how the sides it'll hit. But I think like feeling it, like somebody's like, okay, this map is this, and you could look at a diagram and you can kind of then, you know, I guess transfer that to actually doing it and feeling yeah. it and being a part of it. Like I think that would make a huge difference in being able to understand it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, one definitely. Day play with it. Have you ever had a chance to? <clears throat> no. Ignition map testing. <laughs> no. No, oh, not really man. my. Us and our carbureted bikes. I know. One day. One day. One day you'll be on an I'll FX. I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. One day you'll be on an FX. If Keith Overmeyer's watching, hopefully he'll get you one. <laughs> one day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> we even got Grant giggling on that one. <laughs> you, got, you gotta love it. Well, dude, um, so, felt pretty comfortable on the bike, got everything set up. Um, coming into the GNCC season, you know, we kind of saw you, you, you have steadily progressed and the momentum has steadily built up for you you know a seventh a sixth a fourth a third and then a second i believe is kind of how it's worked out i mean that's that's a great progression you're obviously headed in the correct direction so but but what has caused that and and i don't say caused that in a negative sense but kind of like take us through the first couple rounds like why do you feel you might have been you know a seventh and a sixth place guy and then what have you kind of changed to elevate yourself to where you're now you know Fighting against Caleb yeah. Russell for a majority of the GNCC events. Um. Well, I came into Florida and I wasn't feeling a hundred percent prepared, but you know I was kind of nervous, and you know it was my first real XC1 race, and I was on a new bike, and uh, you know I was I don't know just. I was so nervous, like, on the starting line, I, I dumped the gas before the bike even started. I couldn't even get it to fire. But, um, Sounds yeah, like, I, uh, the fir- like, my, like one of my first nights at college, except it was with a chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. You, you don't, you, you don't innocentify me all that well. <laughs> not completely yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. All right, continue on, Grant. I did not mean to dirty up your story with me. <laughs> all right, and then, uh. Well, I was kind of struggling all that day, but uh, I'm not a big fan of the sand, and I was just going to get through it, and uh, came out with seventh, but I wasn't happy with it, and, you know, we were going into Georgia the next weekend, and it's my favorite track, and uh, I was expecting to do better than six, but um, I was catching up to the guys and had a bike issue to overheated because the mud was clogged up in the radiators and stuff but uh lost a little bit of time there and then um ended up six and you know i just kind of said can't go backwards i can only go forwards you know yeah i'm I'm already in the back and uh so still creek um just kind of got through with it and i was feeling good kind of started with the lead group and you know i was I wasn't quite as nervous, you know, every race I felt better and better on the starting line, you know, just been a lot more calm and, uh, you know, uh, just feel more ready, you know, 
I'm, I feel prepared and uh, got through Still Creek with a fourth and went with a couple of the guys and uh, almost almost ran Thad and those guys down the last lap. I got pretty close to them. So, I mean, I knew I had the speed and uh, I just knew I needed to put it together in the beginning and kind of get up there in the beginning. But uh, <clears throat> then I went into uh, Big Buck and I was dead last off the start. And I just told myself I need to I need to get up there and make something happen quick. So I was struggling with arm pump too every race, pretty bad. And now that I'm starting to calm down, I'm not getting as bad. And you know I'm kind of pushing through it. And uh, I mo- I moved through the pack pretty good at Big Buck, and it was my home track. It's uh, 40 minutes from the house, hour from the house, something like that. Right. And uh, you know I was feeling pretty good that day, and. Got to ride with a couple of the guys, the top guys, and uh, caught up with Josh on the last lap, but couldn't make anything happen there, and ended up third. And then, like I said, I I knew I could do it, so I went into uh, Indiana last Sunday, and you know I said I need to get out front, and that's what I did. I I got got to the first turn first by quite a bit. And kind of overshot a little bit, and Jordan and Caleb squeezed by me, and then Caleb went down in the second corner, and you know it was all fresh trail, so it was completely rerouted because it was so muddy from the day before. Oh right. And um, well, I was I didn't really even want to pass Jordan, and Josh went by us as soon as we got in the woods, and I was kind of we were just kind of following Jordan, and uh, they overshot a corner, and I barely overshot it, and Thad got by me, and then. I jumped in behind Thad, and, you know, we were all, I don't know, seven of us were within 10 seconds for the first half of the race or more. I mean, it was, it was pretty intense, and um, then eventually me and Caleb just hooked up and started pulling away from the rest of the guys, and, you know, I was feeling really good, and uh, he got me a little bit there on the last lap, um, just kind of put his head down and pulled away from me, but it was quite a confidence booster and you know I'm just telling myself next race I need to go one position better one position better one position better and that's what I've been doing and uh hopefully next race I'll be in the center of the podium yeah I, yeah I, if, if the if the the way it has been progressing is anything then that seems yeah. like it's definitely possible <laughs> yeah um I definitely think you're well on your way what do you think it's going to take to beat uh Caleb I mean, you, you've got that just one more race and one more position. What do you think it's going to take? I think it's going to take being there when he takes off on the first lap because he knows he needs to get away from everybody. That way they can't see what he's doing and can't tell on to him. And, uh, you know, I think that's what it's going to take is being right there with him and, you know, not getting tight and pumped up and yeah. everything else. And, uh, you know. Being prepared and having the right tires on, just every, everything, you know, it's got to be perfect because yeah. he's, he's definitely on it. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, he seems to have his package put together, so. <laughs> yeah, Get yours. I mean, y'all starts, though, the Yamaha team have been incredible all season long, so. I mean, how many, yeah, Jordan, I think, has, like, gotten more money than I have. <laughs> All, all in whole shot money. In whole shot money. Yeah, and Paul's always been really good at starting in previous years. So, yeah. first of all, what what do you think it is that y'all get off the line so quick? Like it's well, it's impressive. Like I was saying, they changed that uh, to the vortex. Mm-hmm. 
it actually fires a, a little bit quicker. And uh, I have times when I'm at the house just trying to warm my bike up or something like before I go ride or whatever. And I'll be just pushing down through the stroke, like not really kicking it, just kind of pushing it down. And the kicker will just fall out from under me and it'll fire up. And those things, they just, they fire up so quick. It's, it's unbelievable. And, it's uh, completely unlike the 400 from, you know, 15 years ago that yeah. put a hole in the back of your leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Before yeah. auto decompression, yeah. you bitches. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, mainly it's just, I don't know, the bike stock will start fast. Yeah. I mean, other than that, it's just having your timing down. We practice our starts quite a bit, so um, that's what it takes, I guess. Yeah, and do you think that the the K-teams have electric starts, right? Correct. Do they have kick starters on them? The 350 does not. Does not. Uh, See, I, the, four, I, and I don't, the 450 does not either? No. Okay. no, see, I've always, uh, if you kick it, you're going to start faster than the button, almost always. I mean, they start the button fast, but I don't know. You just you can't beat think it. about it, like, Caleb Russell is on 350, and he's gotten, he may not have. He's gotten several whole he's shots. He's got a whole shot, yeah. yeah. He obviously hasn't gotten as many as Jordan Ashburn does, but he's gotten one at least. Yeah. And, but and he's up, always up front. He's always up there. Yeah, definitely. Like, so it's there's, fast. There's something with that bike that they have got super dialed yeah. for starts because not only is it's electric start <laughs> and it's a 350. I mean, yeah. It's, it's pulling some horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my 450 last year in Indiana when I ran XC1 actually started up really quick. I think I was third around the first corner. I mean, they got those things. They go into, the, they go into it and change it all up and uh, – Getting the fire up really quick. Yeah. So. You know what's funny? I didn't even think of this while we were going through show notes or anything like that. But you, uh, XC2 champion, moved up to the XC1 class. How much did you laugh your ass off at that video somebody made about Jason Thomas and uh, Shane Watts going back to the XC2 class? I thought it was pretty funny. That I was mean, funny as shit. I had so many people asking me if I made that video. I didn't. <laughs> if I had, I'd have just. I would have claimed it because that is. Um, I mean, that was some fantastic copywriting. Like whoever went into that, it was, it was amazing. So it's just like holy crap. So I mean, was that not the funniest shit ever? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, and what sucks is they took it down like the same day. I mean, if you didn't see it within those couple hours, it was up. You didn't see it. Yeah, it was. I, I had. It was like Facebook wanted to just. I don't know. Facebook yeah. wanted to tell me something that day because there <laughs> were. I think at least ten people posted it on my timeline oh my within gosh. like thirty seconds. So it was just like, bling, 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 bling. <laughs> like it's like Facebook was making music for me on my phone <laughs> in a light like, show. Must see what Facebook yeah, wants. I was just like, okay, whatever this is, I need to look at it because people are trying to tell me something. Yeah. And yeah, it was funny as shit. So do you know any? And again, I just totally thought of this. Do you know anything about this said loophole that Jason Thomas could come back and race in the XC2 class? For next year, you mean? Well, no, because he's racing the XC2 class now. You yeah. Know? So, it, but the, you know, and does, in that video, they were like talking about a loophole. I think. Yeah, he found the loophole is in like it says you can defend for one year and then you have to move up to XC1. You know, mm-hmm. in the rule book, and then the other rule says something like um, 
if you did not finish top 10 overall in the previous year, you do not have to run XC1. Huh. But it doesn't ever say you can't come back to the XC2 after you want it. Doesn't you know, it say does. that now. Yeah, it w- I mean, it does. It does now, like now. As <laughs> next year, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, even with the wording of you can defend your title for one year and then move to XC1, it doesn't really say that it has to be that next year. Like if he moved straight to XC1 and then said, hey, you know what? I want to defend that title I got several years back. It's like it's yeah. not really defending, but. Well, I mean, he did defend it, and okay, he did defend it a year and moved up. Okay, yeah, got him last year. Okay, yeah, I won it two years, and so if I finish eleventh overall or worse this year, I could move back to XC two. If they didn't change the, if they didn't change, if they don't change the rules, I'm saying we'll see. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) I mean, if you go back to XC two, don't don't go. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not fair. <laughs> well, cool. Well, before we start to kind of wrap this up, we did talk a little bit about the 250FX. We wanted to know if you had had a chance to ride one. Um, and I know you've probably been focusing on your 450, obviously, with the big changes and stuff like that. But if you've had a chance to ride one of those FXs and what you might have thought of it. I've ridden the FX a few laps. I rode Austin Lee's. He was staying at the house for a while. And... <clears throat> Really, his, his setup was just goofy. I didn't like it. But uh, <laughs> it good. what does I mean, that say was, about Austin Lee? Yeah, he's he's got his mohawk and everything. I don't I don't know about all that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it should be on four wheels. Yeah, how, how old are you, by the way, Grant? You're twenty nineteen. I'll be 18. You're 18. Uh, not even 18. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny. It's like uh, he's got that mohawk. I mean, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Sounds like he'd be like my 60-year-old grandfather or like 75-year-old grandfather or something like saying stuff like that. I love it, man. You're such your dad and like it, it's hilarious. <laughs> Minus the beer in your hand because, you know, you can't do that yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I heard it. It was, it was pretty good. Um Maybe with a different I would, setup. I would like to get one. You know, I'd like to have one, especially for like the Tennessee knockout and stuff like that to do it on or do on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I've ridden the YZ as well, and that bike's awesome. Yeah, that now that we've had a chance to do the the KTM XC versus the the Yamaha FX, I think it would be even cool. You know, and we didn't have a lot of time. That's why we didn't get a chance to do something like this. But it'd be really neat. To do a comparison between like you know all three of those new bikes, well, the YZ and it's it's, it's updates, but then the YZ to the YZ FX into the WR, like, yeah, to really kind of to kind of see what that line, you know, because the same thing like if you're on the SX, the XC or the XCW, you get a very different feel for bikes that are essentially the, the same. same bike. Yeah, it's just a lot of internal differences when it comes to suspension with dampening, and then on the engine and mm-hmm. transmission and all that blah blah blah. All um, that technical stuff. So, but that would be really cool to be able to do that. Yeah. To to ride those bikes back to back, maybe in Colorado this summer maybe. if Keep Obermeyer is listening. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 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 well cool well what uh so you got some gnccs coming up are you going to be doing any more national enduros yeah well, we got one and i couldn't tell you when the next one is maybe three weeks okay. i don't know right on i don't even know where it's at i just <laughs> you just load I'm, up and go i just go you know <laughs> you're like dad's like get in the car and you go yes sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much dig it that's the way you should we be. got uh 
got a GNCC in two weeks. Yep. And New York. And it's a new new track. And uh Yeah, so I don't know about that, but um I've been doing all right and then Duro is not happy with my results, but you know, I'm doing better than I was last year. So I know I can do better than I'm doing. I had pretty tough day in uh Tennessee. I was kinda just struggling, crashing and you know, all that stuff. But uh other than that, it's been going pretty good so far in the Enduros and um won some tests and one or two of them, I don't know. But uh I canceled te- uh Texas, which was the second round. I canceled that. I was looking forward to it. I know, man. Broken hearts over here. Yeah, I know we, we, we I know. We would have loved to have hang out hung out with you. Would have been yeah. awesome. He probably wouldn't. I wish we would have gone to Blackwell, though. That place is awesome. Oh, my gosh. I love that place. That is my favorite Texas Enduro, for sure. That's my favorite. Concho? Great. By far out of any of them. Love it. Love it. Love it. Have you ridden out there? No. Oh, my gosh. It is just, it's so different, and it's so not what you would expect in Texas. But it seems like everybody from the East Coast hated it so much. You're like the first person. Is it right? Or was that a different one I'm thinking of that they all hated? I think they hated, they might have hated. The the more West Texasy one. That's that's the one. Yeah, the never one mind. That, the one that Colker Patrick could come out and walk and win. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. hated Blackwell too, but I know. Yeah. Was, like, me weird. and Andrew liked it the long. Yeah, and he did really well out there. He got a he got one of his yeah. first his first national enduro win out there, I believe. Yeah, well, cool. maybe next year. Well, good luck yeah. with it, my man. We are gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue on, but great job. We really do hope that you progress into that first place position. Um, I, I'll say it, you know, for a long time it looked like Josh Strang was gonna be the one to to kind of come in there and maybe take KR off his throne. But maybe you know, with you coming in the hot like you've been doing, Thad's been doing a really good job getting on the podium as well. It could be one of any any one of y'all three. So good yep. luck with that, dude. Kick ass, and when you get up there, remember pine full of awesome. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> Hashtag. Say what now? You guys got to get up there and be like, pint full of awesome. All right. Shit, all your sponsors will be totally cool with it. Everybody loves sea time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Have fun out right. there. We'll chat with you soon. See ya. All right. See ya. Peace. All right. Well, we're going to get Gary Sutherland uh, roped up and ready to go. But if, so you guys don't realize, last show we did get a chance to do the pint full of awesome award. And that is just huge, huge thanks to our uh, our big, huge presented by sponsor fly racing so if you didn't get a chance to check that out you can go check out you can look for instagram and follow the, the hashtag pint full of awesome we posted everything there um and that's where everybody was tagging all the the submissions for the the chance to win some kinetic mesh gear some fly polos some hats so we got all that stuff on its way it's getting shipped out to everybody they're having fun with it it's just good times all around yeah uh, i didn't see any submissions from you well, I'm, like, not qualified to qualify, right? But you can submit stuff because you're awesome and do things that... That are awesome? Well, I post more to my dog's Instagram than my own. Your dogs family. could be pintfuls of awesome. They could. That's a great idea. Yeah. They have way more followers pint than full me. Of, what kind of dog do you have? A German short hair pointer. That's too much. Pintful pint of, of short German. hair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants a pintful of short hair. That's disgusting. <laughs> Um. So then, of course, if you're going to your dealer, if you're going online, check them out at flyracing.com. Go to your dealer, check out all the fly racing products they got out there, and like, bam, that's an easy way awesome. to do that. Of course, uh, Kinda Tire USA, you can find them at kindatire.com. Uh, you know, 
Grant was talking about the fact that him and Stu, you know, Stu's program is going to be is, is sponsored by Kenda. Grant is sponsored by Kenda right now. They've got great options out there. They've got neat little comparison charts all over the place on their website that you can figure out what you're going to be riding in the conditions you're going to be riding in. So it's an easy way for you to get, you know, antiquated, not antiquated, up to date. Yes. There's an A word I was trying to come up with, and I'll be honest, it just didn't hit me at the time. <laughs> so you can get up to date with, you know, everything they've got out there and how you can uh, make that work for you. Um, and then, of course, Stillwell Performance. I'm excited because I just got my suspension back nice. from uh, the Stillwell Performance folks. And I've, as always, I said, nope, you know, don't cut any corners. I want the full treatment. Um, so, you know, $1,000 later. <laughs> Ouch. Done paid for my suspension. That's uh, the case, though. I mean, if you want the works anyway. Well, it, it's, it's, gonna... not, it's not just about, like, I feel like I need the works. It's about... It's about testing the product. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like Because the thing is, it's, if I'm going to, if, if Stillwell's going to sponsor the show and I'm going to talk Promote about Stillwell, them, yeah. I want to make sure that I know how to talk about their products and uh, what and their services to the yeah. full extent. So I can't not spend money on, you know, I can't just say, yeah, you know, do, just this, go do get some that. valving, like whatever. So, <laughs> but they've got some, it, it, it's, it's really neat, a lot of the products that they have. They, they have their own pistons. They've got all, like, a whole new bladder system for the rear shock. Uh, and what's even really neat too is so you got your plastic guards, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your kind of fork guards. Yeah. Well, on a lot of the forks, they've got those little plastic sliders, and they go around the fork yeah. and kind of protect the fork so it can slide up and down. Well, they found that in conditions where either dust or mud, that those can create a lot of stiction. And, and we're not talking about the actual seals, right? The shaft. We're talking about the the outer rim to keep it from sliding on the fork guard sliding on the actual fork well they created like a different polymer not created they found and used a different polymer for those and it helps create less stiction there so that initial dampening Uh you know on the super super small subtle stuff yeah they find is a lot better that's awesome and only still well performance has you know products like that yeah so Legit. I mean, sounds sounds legit. Yeah. So uh, obviously this is the first chance that I'm going to have to be able to test that, um, but I think it'll be a lot of fun to do that. So yeah, it'll be absolutely. A good time and see see what's going on. So definitely check them out. Stillwellperformance.com. Tell them Seat Time sent you. Maybe one day we'll be able to get an awesome discount for everybody out there. But until we do, we're going to talk to the sexy Gary Sutherland. How is your evening going, kind sir? Good. How are you guys? Oh, man. Uh, better now that you're here. How about that? <laughs> That's right. That's what I like to hear. You know it. Hey, what's up, lady? Hey. <laughs> so have you been riding your dirt bike? Have you been riding your dirt bike? Don't get shy. Have you been riding your new bike? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think? Do you like it? Don't look at baby. Look at I can see you going there. I know. <laughs> Love it, love it. Well, dude, I have to say that picture of you and your daughter at the National Hair and Half from this past weekend, both of you guys holding up those number ones, was absolutely yeah. adorable. I'll, yeah, it was. I'll, I'll say it. definitely cool, uh, cool moment to be captured for sure. I was happy. Absolutely. Well, man, I want to. I want to say congratulations on you doing so well the past two weekends. But I want to do is definitely step it back a little bit and talk about. How you got hurt? Because I could tell you, like, that didn't really seem like it was well-known. Even myself was kind of like, where the hell is Gary Sutherland? And I, I'm a troll. Like, I figured shit out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, he's back winning works from his injury. I was like, okay, well, now I at least know he was injured. So kind of take us through 
what happened, where the injury happened, and kind of like your recovery and all that stuff from it. Um, you know, I was uh, I was at the second round in Barstow, and I got a bad start, and I uh, was coming through the pack and made just uh, just a minor little mistake and came into a sand wash too fast. And uh, when I came in, my my wrist like I let off the gas and I hit like a curb, and my my wrist folded in the impact. I didn't even wreck. The impact alone uh, broke a two millimeter chunk, like layered a two millimeter meal, uh, two millimeter chunk off my forearm. Whoa! And Holy cow! I, I thought maybe I just jammed my wrist, so I kept like kept trying to ride. I was like, well, maybe I can keep riding. I made like five more miles, and I'm like, okay, the adrenaline started wearing off. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, well, and of course, you know, in a heron hound, you're out in the middle of nowhere. So then I had to ride for another like 45 minutes to get back to my pit, and so after that, we just spent four or five weeks pedaling. I just uh, got a calf put on and. Uh, just pedal, 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 pedal. Oh my god! And I mean, you can pedal as much as you want. I told some other people you can pedal as much as you want, but when you get back on the bike, it's just totally different, you know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can only imagine someone of your caliber. We, we know what it's like for us <laughs> to not ride for four or five weeks, and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, for somebody like yourself who is as is, is talented as y'all are. Uh, to kind of take that time off is just kind of mentally be kind of weird. You're like, okay, no, wait, it's exactly the same. And you push it like you would, and all but of a sudden it, you're like, wait, it's wait, not there. Yeah. Shit, I got to catch you wanna back You want to go up. that fast. There's, <laughs> yeah. We always joke me and my husband that there's like in shape, and then there's like riding in shape. Like you have to ride yeah. yourself back in shape even if you are in shape. Yeah. Like if you've been off the bike, there's riding into shape. I would agree. Do you think that's the same for porn stars? You know, I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know personally, but I would say, I mean, that's, that's a problem. Jerry's back over there. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> like, I'm going to take a month off. Don't do that. You know what happens when you take a month off. You know. Oh, my gosh. It went downhill so quickly. And you know what's funny, though, is I had to go there because it came to my mind, and I looked right at you, and I was like, you're not winning. You're not winning. Gary, her innocence has been wearing off on me, and there have like three or four times already during the show, I've tried to say something and I've looked at her, and it's like, can't do it. He becomes cleaner when I'm around. <laughs> it's, it's, That's that might not be a bad thing for you, Brian. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, potato, potato, right? That's, <laughs> that makes no sense, but we're gonna go with it. I totally All think right. it's okay. Right. Um, okay, so you've been kicking ass when you came back, but I ha like so. How do you break a chunk off of your wrist or forearm or whatever? Like, I mean, did they? Is it literally just like one of those impact things? And so just the like impact just kind of had it like buckled and bink, like. Yeah, like what happened was when it buckled is like my arm went back so far, and then like the wrist bone hit the front of my forearm bone, and it like lay. What they what they explained to me is it like layered it. Like it took like a layer. Like take a layer of snow and just pull a layer of snow, and it just folded it up. Whoa. So they were like. The first doctor I went and saw told me, well, he's like, just be easy on it for like three to four weeks. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. So yeah. I went and saw a, a good, one of my good doctors in Arizona and he was like, let's put you, definitely let's put you in a cast for four weeks. And then that way for sure you're a hundred percent. And of course, typical racer that I am, I cut it off after three weeks and, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't like, I, I did it right though. I cut it off at three weeks and then just 
really started working on that that next week on mobility because I didn't want you know I wanted to come back and race. I mean I'm not 100% right now. Even my wrist is very sore and um, I definitely like I feel it every time I ride and race and, I, and I'm a little timid on some things like hitting. But uh, I mean I wanted to come back and race and I wanted to come back and win and so I just you, sometimes you got to put up with a little bit of pain. So man, and when you did so literally come back from injury. And get the win out of the works event, um, and then of course this past weekend at the National Hare and Hound. So it, it, I, I don't know how far this takes you out of contention for either one of those. You know, to be able to back up your works title or to be able to get a National Hare and Hound title probably just needs some really good luck on your side for for other people maybe that are in contention to to not gain as many points at at a round, but. What was the works like for you? You know, tell us about how kind of like how your your injury felt, how you were feeling out there, the race with uh, Robbie Bell. Obviously, it seemed like you guys were having yeah. a fantastic race. Yeah. And then I think we saw some cool video. I mean, cool video footage of him going down. Obviously, not cool that he went down, but it was like yeah. one of those video footage. You're like, whoa, shit, that hurt. I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah. No, it was good. You know, I, I came back into that race, and and I like Sand Hollow, and. uh I was confident coming in. I knew I could win the race. I just had to be smart. That place is very, uh, it's really cool terrain. It's real sandy deep, but there's a lot of like underlying rocks that you really can't see at that race. And, uh, you know, it went good. I got a good start and I kind of, I didn't know how my body was 100% gonna, you know, how I was gonna feel. So I paced myself and just rode smart. Like I was in third, one guy went down and then, uh, Robbie was riding really good the whole race. Like he went by me taking chances pinning it going really fast and I was like I let him get out like 20 25 seconds and I was like okay I just wanted to keep that gap and I knew I could ride the pace I was riding and still have enough left in the tank on the last lap and uh you know he ended up he pitted different than I did and uh he went down I think once during the race I saw him pointed backwards and uh <laughs> you know that put us neck and neck going in the last lap and I we were like okay let's you know we just started hammering down the last lap and uh you know, he passed me and was trying to get away, and then I just passed him right back. And then I don't know if you've seen his helmet video. I passed him, and uh, I started fist pumping and, and screaming at him when I passed him. And then about four seconds after that, he ended up wrecking. And, uh, you know, it was a bummer. We had a good race going, and it was funny because we looked at lap times, and my last lap was the fastest lap of the race out of everybody and my fastest lap. So uh, we definitely both were pinning it on the last lap, and I didn't – I didn't necessarily know he went down because I passed him and then I didn't really hear him. But in the next section, there was really nowhere you could really look back. Right. So I was like, I just kept pinning it. And then I got to the top of a dune and I kind of looked back, but it was so dusty and like it was dusty and I couldn't, I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time looking back. So I was like, well, he's not right on me. So I just, I kept the hammer down all the way to the finish because I didn't know where he was and I didn't want. You know, I didn't want him to sneak by me, you know, yeah. sneak, <laughs> sneak back me. so I just, you know, I kept it down and, it, you know, it's fun. I mean, I don't know. I know I'm pretty much out of the championship in works and hair and hound as far as, like, as far as unless something really drastic was to happen, but I just, I'm coming back. I want to have fun and I just want to win races, you know. I mean, I'm just going to go out and have a good time and, and enjoy racing and enjoy, you know, I mean, I don't have anything else to do besides try and win, so... There's no strategy of, you know, just be on the podium. It's, no, I'm showing up to win races. So right. and, uh, just have a good time. You know, it was, it's, Utah was a great venue. Uh, me and Emery took a motorhome up there from Corona Motorhome Rentals. And uh, 
there's a nice lake and she got to play. And so just spending that time and being back at the races was really, you know, really nice. Yeah. Well, um, what's the transition been like for you with the national hare and hounds? I mean, obviously you're the only one so far out of the four to win two. Um, so yeah. you, you've transitioned well, but kind of, yeah. is it, is it a speed that you had to learn or be okay with, especially with a lot of the rocks that I think you would, that it seems that you guys seem to yeah. come across in the desert. Kind of explain a little bit of that for us. You know, I think the biggest thing in the desert is what I've learned. Like I rode a few, I did a few races the past few years and, uh, the biggest thing is you have to respect the desert. I mean, it can bite you so quick and it, and just, you almost have to take – I've learned to take a little step back and, and, and know like that fine line, like not to push the envelope some – you know, there's spots you can push. But I think it's just the speed and getting used to like your eyes first off adjusting to going that fast across the desert and hitting – you know, you're hitting stuff at such a high speed. It's so hard to focus on what's coming up next. And then also also getting used to the bike. The bike does a lot of – it's such a different feel than anything else because the bike has so much movement. You know what I mean? You're going so fast and you're hitting such little bumps and you're hitting stuff and rocks and you have to get comfortable letting the bike just move around underneath you. And it, a lot of people, it's scary. And I mean, I, there's, trust me, there's plenty of, <laughs> of, uh, oh shit moments. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's finding that happy medium of where you can, and, and knowing like, okay, like, my, I feel like my stronger point is more like rocky technical stuff and and knowing like, okay, like picking out those sections and going, okay, I'm going to wait and really push in that section. Like when you come up to it, like you kind of know, like you'll kind of know most of the time the first loop is is the faster loop and then the second or third loops normally normally have a lot of really technical stuff, which is like most people think hair and hounds are just really, really fast, but there's actually a lot of super, super technical, rocky, like enduro cross, nasty stuff. And I always try and like make that my strong point and right. keep, you know, keep whoever it is in front of me close for those, for those sections, you know? Yeah. I, I think uh, I would try to just not fall. Yeah, that would be my goal too. Yeah. Let's keep her upright. We, we did some kind of deserty race in Colorado once, and that was just not my thing, really. Where, just, where at in Colorado? Where was Grand that? Junction. Grand Junction. Grand Junction. Was that the the national last year? No, this was years ago, like 2011. It was like a. I don't know if I've raced there. It was. I mean, the closest thing I've got I've ever been to the desert, but it was scary to me. I don't. It's not comfortable going that fast. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. And, yeah. and I say it's weird, and I have two experiences riding in in the <laughs> desert. You know, the Baja Rally last year, and then doing the Rip to Cabo uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but the one thing that really helped that I couldn't believe is, is confidence in the whoops. I, I've never had confidence in the whoops. Like for some strange reason I had, um, in, in, uh, the Baja rally bike from last year was what I was riding this year. And Alex Martin from conflicts, uh, conflict motorsports was actually the one that did the suspension work on that. And holy shit. Like I, it was awesome. Like I've never been that confident and felt like I could just drive at bike in any position and just, and it's kind of to what he's saying, like I've never really felt that before, but it, the bike's just going to move and shake. You're just going to have to let it do its thing. You've got to be confident in your stuff, and you just have to just let it do its thing. 
Yeah, it was it was wicked. But I, I love what you say about the desert, how it could come up and bite you at any time, and that's so stinking true. And that's one of the biggest things that I've come to to learn and respect about Baja, considering I've ridden there twice yeah. now in the past couple of years, is that place. It, it's 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 not that it's inherently that dangerous. It's just that it's the second. Well, I guess it is inherently dangerous, but because it's, it's dirt biking in the desert. But it's just like the second you lose focus is yeah. when shit could just go so wrong. Yeah, like it's definitely, it's definitely. I think it's like you have to definitely have focus with motocross and and all the other stuff. But I feel like in the desert, like not only do you have to, you really have to be on top of it mentally the entire race, and like, and even like when you're leading, or let's say. If you're at a point when you're racing a hare and hound and you're you're not in somebody's dust where you can't like it's it's sometimes it's better to be second or third and feet and just key off people because it's way easier to watch somebody else's dust or watch somebody in front of you just out of their dust than like when you're out front in a hare and hound like you're the first person on a on a marked trail well you're trying to read ribbon read markings read train read g outs read read signs and it's so. There's so much going on that actually when you lead, if you don't have a good gap, you're you're it's mentally draining. Like you're draining yourself more than if you're in second or third and just keying off somebody. So, you know, there comes in a lot of strategy at you know, at the Heron Hounds, I think, and, and being there longer races, it's it's just learning to be able to, you know, like not get you know, as a as a racer, you, you always want to be in first, you know, and you right. always want to you know, you always want to try and win by as much as you can, but sometimes it's not. That's not always the best thing to do. Sometimes you have to, you know, be smart. And I guess I, I'm learning that with my older age. I'm getting old now, so <laughs> it's like you know, you got to slow down and relax and and pick pick when the right time is to you know get out front and 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 win the race. You know, not just go wide open right off the bat and end up on your head. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it's. What I've what I've gained as a rider, knowledge, experience, skill, blah blah blah, from riding in Baja has been absolutely amazing. Um, it, it's it's one of those situations, you know. Kurt Caselli, I was a huge fan of his. Uh, he was on the show a lot. We talked about the type of racing he did, and, and I always heard him and a lot of other guys that came on talking about Baja, Baja, Baja. Never understood it. I promise you, it it, it that so. It opened my eyes that it's like I want to do more desert riding because it's it's such a different experience from anything else that I've done. Though I still enjoy the tight technical single track, the, the going out to the Bajas and, and what I can only imagine is some of the deserts that the Heron Hounds are on throughout the West Coast would be epic to get a chance to head out there and do that. So I can't sell semen anymore because I don't produce sperm. But I'm sure there's other bodily fluids that we can figure out a way to get rid of financially and uh, and make it to the West Coast. Or maybe a different way. Would you- there's, yeah, I'm sure you can figure out a different way. Uh, man, you guys are talking me out of the ledge here. I mean, I'm right here. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Take my plasma. Like, whatever. Like, let's make it work. And you guys are like, nah, let's... I'm totally down to get to the West Coast. Just maybe in a... Less medical. We're not gonna. We're not gonna lot lizard ourselves out. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna need all of my body. What's that? I said I don't know what's worse, lot lizard or selling your semen. I, I'm not sure what's worse. Well, if I sold my semen, everybody would be pretty disappointed because it wouldn't. I mean, it's that's shooting. You'd bl- still be stuck there, is what you're trying to say. Shooting blanks. Shooting blanks. And I'm pretty sure my wife would be pissed off. 
So, oh man, it's it's just good, all, good topic. Know. That was a good topic, right there. <laughs> how did that even happen? So one day. When people are wondering how they can like become a professional racer and make a living at doing this, they're going to be like, well, I could try to sell semen or bodily fluids, maybe become a lot lizard. <laughs> well, I mean, just think about it. If a guy's out there is a lot lizard, he's probably going to give some handies. It might be good for calluses. I, I mean, I'm just saying. We're just going to let you finish take this one on your own. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know what you do in your spare time, but... I think you got it all wrong, man. I think you're doing it all wrong. If you're getting calluses, I don't know. What, I don't. I don't. You gotta love it, man. Oh god, train wrecks on I this show. I need to go home now. Best to watch. <laughs> I can only imagine being a bystander right now. Yeah. Poor exactly. people that are watching this. You know, just so you know, my mom is watching this. So sweet. Well, she always. I think she's the first person to ever click the like button on Facebook when it's the perverted stuff. So <laughs> you're welcome, Gary Sutherland's mother. How about that? Now she could go to sleep happy and dreams of the craziness that would go on if Brian Pierce tried to be a professional dirt bike racer. <laughs> oh, I know. So. Enduro Cross is coming up. Is that uh, is that? I don't think it's been in your in your wheelhouse this year. Is that going to be something that you're going to be able to make? You know, I, unfortunately, um, this year with my deal with KTM, uh, <clears throat> I'm not really like I can do Enduro Cross if I'd like to. Uh, it's just right now it's been everything's kind of conflicted. Like this weekend we have a race in Utah and uh, Vegas Enduro Cross the same weekend. So, I mean. I have, um, you know, I just, I don't have the resources to be in two places at once, basically. So yeah. if at the end of the year, um, if at the end of the year I can get to a couple after the Heron Hound and Work Series, then yeah, I'm definitely, I, I love Enduro Cross. I raced, raced the last six seasons of it, and it was, it's kind of weird to not be at the opening round and not be at Vegas. I've been at Vegas for the last six, seven years. So, yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely kind of a bummer because I love that crowd and I love those people and they've always been good to me and helped me get where I am today. And but you know I'm enjoying racing works and Heron Hound and if you guys want keep uh, keep looking as we speak. There's a press release coming out um, about some stuff that's going on later on this year. So I definitely I have some more things in the works right now that are that should be uh, be coming out here in the next uh, actually a few hours. So. Stay on your computer because you're going to see some awesomeness. All right. Well, when we get done with the show, I'm going to send you my email and make sure that whatever list this is supposed to go to, that I can be put on that list. Oh, you'll be. It's not just an email. It's going to be. You know, it's a big thing. Oh. Yeah. I like big things. I like, tell like more than six inches big. I gotta get on this. <laughs> uh, uh, so just so you is know, that, is a, that the person who's supposed to be sending it right there? We have a surprise guest. Is that Chris Kiefer? It is Pulp MX's. I, I, hey, what's up, fucker? So much low hanging fruit right now. I can't sit there and listen to all this shit because I want to get it on too. He's not. He's not going far enough. I'm on your side. Like I would be talking more about the handies and the lot. He gets red. He's like, I know Chris has got older kids than you do. It's like, come on. He knows. It's like it's okay to talk about this. They're gonna learn about it one day anyway. His mom knows how he is too. It's okay. Hey, the the problem is, is what I don't understand is, C time is more than happy to have Moto guy Chris Kiefer on, but 
Ultimate Max doesn't have any off-road Gary Sutherland on. So well, they did have they did have Caleb Russell on, and uh, yeah. I, I I asked, and just because I had to do it, I was like, and you noted that you like Racer X blew it up, the, or GNCC and Racer X blew it up that Caleb Russell was on Pulp MX. So I go, hey Jason, just out of curiosity, is there any chance that we could get a little bit more love when we have GNCC racers on seat time? And he goes, well. It's kind of like, you know, your local TV station versus the national TV station. He's like, you're the local station because you're off-road in the off-road world where they're the national news in, you know, and I was like, I get it. I just wanted you to say it. Thank you. Like, (laughs) so we're all fucked. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We get that same shit with Dirt Rider, too. Like, oh, we're off-road guys, but yet we we sprinkle all kinds of stuff in our magazine. There's no way I'm ever going to race you on a motocross track, so you're not just an off-road guy. (laughs) Truth. Who's that, me? Well, neither of you Yeah, he definitely can ride motos. I don't know how to jump. I don't know what motocross tracks are all about. I'm just a desert guy. All right, I'm out of here. I just wanted to say I'll have all the sexual innuendos. I'll let you back to Gary, but... Good job. Thanks, boss. And, and it's Maybe. funny because now that we're at your house, Chris Kiefer looks way better on on the screen than he did at his own house. I would actually kiss him on his cheek right now, but he'd probably punch me. I mean, other weirder things have happened on this show. Hey, all I'm saying, Brian, is if... Oh, you there? Yeah, we're here. All I'm saying is if you want to get out to the West Coast, you might want to talk to this guy about hand jobs. Just saying. No. This might be your. Hey, don't let Gary your... mess you up because I help the guy get dressed and like. He doesn't help. I, the guy. I, I put his whole program Box. together. This guy couldn't give a handy till I taught him how to do it. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. I know what a man likes. Come on. <laughs> well, you two, you two can uh, enjoy each other's manliness, or that's unmanly, actually. Yeah, like, hey, let's compare calluses because this week has been rough. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the level of innocence that I brought? It's just like <laughs> she's just gone. Quiet. She's like, I don't want in on any of this. She's like, nope. She would literally have her fingers in her ear, but unfortunately, the earbuds are there, so she doesn't really know when we're ever going to get back on track. I think I'm going to send you guys some earmuffs. So anytime we get into this, out of respect for her, you just I just say earmuffs, and she just puts them on. I like and it. Then, and then we're good. I mean, then you can tell you can talk about whatever you want. I'm down. I think that's a fantastic idea. So we could easily, you know, just keep this foray going into what I would typically call my Thursday evening show, where we continue <laughs> the porn star, lot lizard kind of handy uh, avenue, or maybe talk about some more dirt bikes. So, however it goes. So. The KTMs that you've been riding, obviously, you know, you're kind of on a support program, but you do have support, which is awesome to see. What do you think yeah. it's going to take for you to kind of maybe pick up a larger ride next year? And has there already been discussions about stuff like that? You know, honestly, like, I think as you, uh, as I get older and stuff, uh, honestly, I'm to that point now where I just, I'm racing and having fun and winning. I just want to win and, and I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. And KTM stepped up huge for me this year and I couldn't be more happier to be riding their bike and, and they're giving me, you know, more than I've ever gotten. And so I'm going to take full advantage of that and just, 
you know, I'm going to try and win as many races as I can. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully I keep progressing and hopefully people keep seeing that, you know, the more support that I get, the better I keep doing. And hopefully, you know, maybe next year it'll lead into something. I mean, I honestly, that's the thing with, with off road. This it's, it's a bummer to say, but there's so many great riders out, out here right now when there's just not a lot of, a lot of opportunity, you know, and it's, so it's this kind of out of my hands. Like the be- the only thing I can do is show up on race weekends, do the best I can, and win. And at the end of the day, at the end of the year, I mean, I'm definitely hoping that I can pick something up that's uh, you know a little more support. But I- I'm super blessed with what I have right now. I mean, I'm 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 being able to you know enjoy time with my daughter, go racing, win, and and I mean, KTM's giving me the tools I need to win. I mean, they're I mean the suspension's good, bike's great. And, uh, you know, I got a good mechanic and good people around me, and I got to put up with Chris Kiefer all the time. But other than that, uh, that's you know, by choice. Good. That's by choice. I don't know. He kind of, he, you know, he just kind of, he's, he's got to kind of have a little off road, you know, in his program because he does work for Dirt Rider, you know. So he's like, well, I can't totally be all moto. So that's where I come in, I think. He just comes over, <laughs> gives you a handy every now and again, and that's his off road. No. No, that doesn't. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm from Montana. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. No. Oh, you're from so. Montana. You mean Montana? <laughs> yeah, man, man, <laughs> Montana. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, I don't know that that's what it really means, buddy. <laughs> but oh, so I, I want to. We, we've talked about being focused and in the desert, all that kinds of fun stuff. And luckily enough, somebody in the chat room totally called me out. Um, of my moment of not being focused in the desert three weeks ago, and I wanted to know if you saw my video of me hitting a cactus on the rip to Cabo. I didn't. I guess we're not good enough friends, man. You don't. You don't send me that stuff or oh, what? Whatever. What's up? What's up with that? Do I, I mean, do I? Okay, I'm the I'm the guy that runs a half ass seat, <laughs> you know, off road show on the internet. The last thing I need to be doing is sending people links every time I post something, because then no one's gonna ever fucking pay attention to anything I say. Well, why don't you? Why don't you send me the link? I mean, you you said it's just you this little seat time radio. You must have plenty of time on your hands. Send it over. Yeah, this is all I do. God, life is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's epic. It's the stupidest shit ever, and it's it's that absolute point of losing focus when you shouldn't be losing focus. And I. Yeah rush through a big-ass cactus, and it hears me screaming, <laughs> and then you see guys helping me pull the needles out, and it's pretty funny. You kind so of underplayed the screaming. There's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of screaming, and a lot of curse words, and just, I bleeped out the bad ones, because there were a lot of them. But yeah, no, so, we're obviously talking about it on the show, we don't have it queued up, we would just go ahead and play it if we did, but... You can find it on our YouTube page. It is there. It is literally Ripped to Cabo 2015. Hitting a cactus sucks. Don't you worry, Gary. I will get you that video, and then you can make fun of me for losing focus while riding in the desert. How about that? Hey, we all do it, man. It, it happens. Nobody's perfect. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm tired of living up to these unreachable I, expectations. I mean, so not perfect. even myself. I'm not even perfect. I mean, geez, I make mistakes, too. You know, like once a year? Yeah, like breaking your arm and don't even wreck. I mean, that that stuff happens. It's because you're just awesome. Just <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, you have fun out there. Big thanks to Chris Kiefer for showing his, his mug as much as he can because we can only take so much of that ginger, to be honest. He, he, yeah, he does better on radio. When you can't see his face, it's a lot better. Yeah, he, de- sure. he definitely has a face for, video, uh, face for radio, for sure. Yeah, definitely a face for radio. I got a face for TV, so that's my next career path, I think, is acting. <laughs> 
something, something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, seat time. I mean, I I play it down. Seat time's actually fucking huge. I know, and uh, I'm pretty sure. You, so, yeah. Who's on next, Grant? You no, got Grant? He, he was on first because he's uh, east. Because he was East Coast. Now we work at East Coast Riders because it's later for them, and then you guys. I mean, hell, the sun's still up where you're at, so. Oh yeah, it's. I haven't even ate dinner yet. It's. I'm getting ready to go have some dinner right now. Right on. Then it's like bedtime over here. I know. I'm about to <laughs> go to sleep. Drink. Finish that beer, and you'll be ready to go to bed. You got. It. I got one more. <laughs> that's the. That's the. That's the cough syrup there. Nightcap, buddy. Nightcap. Well, dude. Super appreciate you coming on the show. You're one of those guys that's always fun to have on. Obviously, because of your sense of humor, you're down to earth. You are like the working man, badass racer. More guys, I think, should want to be like you than some of the other professionals that are out there that are, you know, that, I mean, they're good, they're talented, but I think the, the, the level of effort that you put in and the smiles that's on your face and your daughter's face while you're doing it is just epic. So thank yeah. you for what you're doing for being on the show. No problem, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime. And then maybe we'll uh, we'll get Emery in on the next one a little more, too. Uh, and we can talk about all the poops that she's been having. That's always fun. Oh, you, you, that kid. Hey, just so you know, if my daughter, she's trained in the desert, out of the blue, at the race this weekend. We get there. She goes, Daddy, I got to go poo-poo. And I go, okay, hold on. And I was trying to find something. She didn't even wait for me. She just walked right over, goes right next to the van, drops trowel, <laughs> drops the deuce right in the desert. I'm like... Are you kidding me? Train. <laughs> Daddy, I need some toilet paper. I'm like, okay. I grabbed a shovel and toilet paper. Bam. <laughs> she was back playing. I mean, she's right on it. So uh no, next time she she uh she'll be on more and we'll get her uh we'll get her giving you crap here soon too, man. I can yeah. only imagine how awesome it's gonna be when I've got uh Gary Sutherland and his daughter yep. <laughs> reaming me for being as is is a uh, I don't know, awesome as I am. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, we'll see. That. We'll see. All right, well, go enjoy your dinner and time with uh, Thanks, your family and uh, the ginger, and uh, we'll chat with you soon. All right, guys, take care. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, I love it when that guy comes on. It's just so much fun. He just opens up a side of me that most people probably don't want to see. Yeah, you know, well, they tune into the show. It's they had it coming. Yeah. I mean, Sorry? not that that's a bad thing. That's yeah, true. That's a good thing. We're fun. Yeah. And we shower. Usually. We- <laughs> I mean, you know, a little bit of spit and, and a rag makes stuff. Deodorant, I mean, that stuff. Yeah, you can apply deodorant stuff. Like two or three times a day, right? Absolutely. I mean, or every other day? Yeah. Whatever. We'll make it work. Um, so, for us, unfortunately, I'm trying to think about what's next. We've got so many things going on. I've got family birthdays, and then we've got Mother's Day coming up. And then after that, there might be a weekend to go ride. And then the Maybe. weekend after that, there's definitely not a weekend to go ride. And then it's hot. And then it's hot. Um, there's a small chance now that Papa Pierce and myself might be at the Lakewood National um, in Colorado. Uh, so definitely, if anybody thinks that they're going to be at that event, let us know. Uh, June, there's some stuff going on. J- July's got a lot of stuff going on, and that, of course, is still in the works. Just like they've got a press release coming out. Well, I wouldn't say we have a press release, but we have stuff coming out. <laughs> um, it's going to probably hit you after the fact, but hopefully you enjoy what we create. Uh, that will be happening be during awesome. July, August TKO. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that unfortunately we're gonna be making it to too many races. You're catching, you're finishing up school right now. Finishing right? up school, got my sister's wedding, then I start summer school, July, and then school starts again in August. Sounds, sounds horribly <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sounds about normal. Woo. 
Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for paying attention to C-Time. We always have fun when doing this, and we really appreciate you trying to have a little bit of fun with us. This has been episode 164. Of course, we started out with Grant Baylor doing awesome on his uh, on his new Ampro Yamaha, yes. the 450. And then Gary Sutherland to kind of wrap it up. We even got a little uh, cameo there <laughs> yeah. from Mr. Chris Keeper. Chris you got to love that. Always a good time. Uh, and, and dude, yeah, of course. Huge thanks to Fly Racing, Kenda Tires USA, and Stillwell Performance for their support of seat time. We would not be able to do this this year uh, at the consistency that we have been. It's been tough, but this year it's been so much easier with them being able to help us out, getting guys like Steven in here, being able to help you know, the fun Baileys come over and play for a little bit. It's always fun. So seat time. You can find us at seattime.co, of course, is where we archive all the sites. It is on Stitcher and iTunes if for some strange reason you think that she is not good enough to watch sit on the couch. Of course, uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on the Twitters. It's at seattime underscore co. On Instagram, we are just at seattime. And we're pretty much on every other social platform if you'd like to find us. Remember, anything you do out there, hashtag it, pie full of awesome, so that way people can have fun while we have fun. I mean, it happened. I just I hate it that I do it, but it's just a thing now. And just you just it, you know? Since you started it, you got to keep it going. Yeah, it's just a just epic, whatever. We're just going to roll with it. Go check out my video of me jacking myself up with a cactus. Seriously, guys. That sucked, but it's hilarious. Um, and I guess we'll see you next week. So remember, always enjoy a pipe full of awesome, and we're going to have fun out there. So peace. See ya.